0: Welcome to the Grant, the EU Funding Podcast.
1: It's time to have a talk about proposal writing during the summer. It's a rough task that is made much more complicated by different holiday calendars, disrupted workflows, and general ignorance vis-a-vis the complex challenges that the proposal writers face. And the consequences are more than just a lost trip to the beach. Anxiety, heavy stress and eventual burnouts are the reality for many individuals after submission. I have invited NGO representative Ivana Todorovic and independent grand consultant Georg Melza into the virtual podcast studio for a panel discussion about this important subject. Please enjoy
0: Welcome to this special uh, summer special episode of the grant, as some of you dear listeners might have followed on my marketing and promos on LinkedIn. I've been calling for um for panelists for an episode on how it is to write proposals during the summer. managed to rattle the cage a little bit, got some angry messages there about a simplified message about it is not just about having a nice summer and, and uh, to, to diminishing the whole writing, grants writing sector to people who are sorry they cannot go to the beach and so on. That's not the point. And it's very important here in the introduction to say that this, especially this element of writing proposals in the summer, is something that I have done myself. And I've done it several times over the summer. I have seen colleagues do, doing it throughout the summer. And I've seen people get near burnouts. I myself, the first six months of my daughter's life, I practically didn't see her uh, over that summer. Uh, because I have to sit and write a proposal that I forgot all about and didn't. win. Really. I have felt the pain myself and I've seen the pain on others to do this because exactly because over the summer it's just a very painful period to write these things over because it's not the same you don't have the same resources you don't have the same capacities as when you sit and write throughout autumn winter and so on and this is what it my heart burns for this a lot we need to talk about this because there are many people who struggle with this throughout the summer so this is why i invited a couple of people on uh on board uh, the grant so that's what we're going to talk about today before i introduce or let the let the two panelists introduce themselves as some of you might have noticed, is that the the episodes that i record that you are listening to now that i'm releasing they are pre-recorded so they have been recorded throughout winter and spring uh 22 but uh, this one is a real life <laughs> action so to say. It's as close to in real time as possible. I will release this now, so when you we this would have been a week old, this this panel. So that's just it's it's fresh. It's very fresh this episode. No, that was a long fly in. Georg Ivana, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Neils. First of all, it's and I always tell this to my people that I have on board. It's 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 uh, oh, people take it out of their their spare time, and so I appreciate so immensely everybody that that uh, that that appreciates this initiative enough to do this also in their spare time. I know many people has it for their work, but still, it's not. I come to people, and everybody who says yes, that's how nice. It's uh, it just makes me happy. So um, first of all, it's very important for me to thank you for that. Yeah, it's probably going to be a long talk. We will we will run people through the, the bullets we have to go through today. But maybe before we do that, and always, always women first give. So I will have to ask Ivana, can you introduce yourself shortly? Where you live, what yeah. you do, and your experience with EU funding proposals.
2: Yeah, thank you a lot. Thank you a lot for inviting me for this conversation because it means a lot to me also to talk about this topic specifically. So I'm coming from Belgrade, Serbia. Uh, I'm a partner at the Institute for Development and Innovation. Um, I started to work on uh, uh, proposals like Horizon 2020 at that moment uh, a few years ago. And I went through uh, a pretty tough uh, summers in the past uh trying to uh trying to uh, uh, help and to support and to facilitate proposal writing but let me just get back to uh what exactly i am basically working on And what is the Institute about? Uh, We are uh, usually uh, uh, developing SSH and gender analysis for uh, Horizon projects. Uh, We are basically focused on two topics. One is sustainability and the other one is tech and IT. So we are mostly there to uh, prepare a work package or a task uh, to uh, support writing and to help uh, the proposal be very well structured uh however uh we are usually the first ones that are providing all the information to uh to the uh, proposal writers and to coordinator so that's our story from from the the part where we are coordinating or writing a proposal. And right now we have two Horizon projects that we are working on and that we are very proud of. Uh, one is called AppEd and the one is Realities that is starting in October. So if you have any more questions, just just ask me things. Just shortly, on.
0: thanks. Um, okay. It's an NGO you work for now?
2: Yeah, it's an NGO, yes.
0: And how is it funded? Uh,
2: it's funded by uh, uh, grants. It's funded from, from uh, EU grants or uh, okay. uh, state grants. Depends. So that's the business model. Yeah, that's the whole so business model.
3: Okay. Yeah? Georg? Yeah, hi. Uh, Georg melz Um I have my own consulting company, Utima Research Services, and my story is a little bit longer. Um, about 22 <laughs> years ago, I started out at the Austrian NCP, um, I have a biotech background, but somehow uh, ended up in the uh, ICT department, and after working on two projects there, I sort of realized, you know, the the NCP is a really important institution in being, you know, the first port of call, the general inquiry, a neutral entity that's in there, um, mm-hmm. but... I had the feeling, and this was also, you know, from requests from people who were writing grants that they needed more support than the NCP could give. And at, uh, and you know, twenty years ago, there there were a couple big guys out there, but it, it you know the the landscape wasn't as professional as it is now. And after after leaving the NCP, I said, well, you know, I, I think I'm in a pretty good position. Uh, I've seen a lot of proposals, I've seen a lot of uh, feedbacks, I, uh, I evaluate myself um, for the commission, obviously, and uh, so I was like, I think I can fill that gap, and so for the last 20 years, that's what I've been doing, yeah? and at first it was just, you know, grant writing and uh, getting the grant done, and and that was it, and then... You know, there's more and more requests. Well, you know, we have, we're having problems in the administration of the of the grant. Um, there's issues coming up, you know, and then it was always difficult, you know, because it could only be as a subcontract and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, so then um, I started joining the uh, the project as uh, as a project partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay, and that's where then obviously it becomes also a lot more interesting and fun and more immersive into new technologies. I mean, you know, I was building robots so old people can stay at home longer. I was looking at, uh, can insects be a realistic source of feed for animals? Uh, border control topics, um, medical topics, you are looking at transplant technologies. So really anything... That's in any way in the spectrum of uh, of the uh, Horizon project or the Framework program. I was doing um, and am doing. Yeah, I'm currently involved in two projects. I have two projects starting in September and in October. So it's it's been really busy, um, but I really enjoy it because you know it's for a couple of years you dip into a universe of new tech and. And it's, I'm a tech geek. I love technology. And and you know these this is probably the best way to get exposed to a different technology every year.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, We'll get back to, to that because I've uh, we have similar experiences you and me, Because I also been an NCP and I've been working with as a private consultant, not as an individual independent but i i know what you're talking about when it comes to uh be or be not part of a consortium uh, so yeah but what i wanted to be just before we uh, we start attacking uh the, the 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 problem of
3: today summer proposals
0: uh, is, is your experience sitting over the summer
3: Yes, obviously. I mean, the uh, security proposals always had end of August deadlines. Everybody right. loved it. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So when? How many? How many
0: times have you done that over the summer?
3: Every year, the last <laughs> fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. I've reduced it a lot now, and 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 I don't, you know, I. I uh, I had a running security project, so I didn't. I didn't write any new ones. Um, and the end of August, I was just saying I, I don't do end of August anymore. You know, beginning uh, anything that's a deadline. You know, before late September, I don't want to do anymore. Is the <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, we'll get back to it uh,
0: when we start to crack down the issue. But yeah, the, <clears throat> it's you've been you've been around. Uh, the block a couple of times so you know how to secure yourself so you have the income you need for you for yourself so you can say no to uh,
3: yeah to these kind of leads. yeah i get enough requests so that's so unfortunate on that side yeah yeah um yeah uh, let's th- thanks both of you
0: so let's just um let's just uh, attack i thought it would be longer with the introduction but we it's okay it's we do not necessarily need to have a long intro because uh, of course it's most interesting for the listeners to uh, to to uh, to to hit the problem but it's always good to know where people come from and their own experience um okay so listeners out there we have this 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 episode uh, i have chosen to call the summer struggle and that's because it's rough, as I made in the in the long intro. So I have chosen to divide uh, the this episode into a, to some blocks um, that we will uh, start to dig into now. So I'm just so first we will look at the source of the problem. Get back to that in a second. Then we will look at the work itself that you have to do when you write proposals over the summer. Then the consequences uh, we will have talk about, and then the things. That really don't help. Uh, that just pushes pushes on on the consequences. Uh, and then solutions. Of course, we will try to be constructive here to help you all how to how to deal with this and how to get better out of it. Uh, so you're alive uh, when you when you hit the submit button in in August or beginning September. And then I always have the segment the toughest challenge as part of all episodes. But that's everything is tough. So we, but we will we will touch upon it in the end. So that's that. So, first block the source of the problem, the Commission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Georg, when we when we had a talk about this, when when you when I reached out and we 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 had a talk on the phone, uh, we uh, we discussed it shortly because both you and me we've been we. Been doing this for quite some years, and we've been addressing. We talked about addressing it to the Commission about uh, what's going on here. So maybe I should just 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 uh, paint the the frame. So both for newcomers and for experienced, the European Commission for the framework programmes, you they have sort of a call circle, so a call, call deadline circle. So you would have. If you take a year, if you start from January, you would have calls in in January slash February. You would have calls in March, April. Then you would have calls in uh, August, September, sometimes moving into October. And then, yeah, but that's pretty much it. Then sometimes you have in late November start Um yeah, sort of the call cycle. And that's, of course, from the commission side as a, as a funding uh, scheme provider. They need to put it in batches. So you would have the framework program is very, many, many calls. So they try to batch them up so they don't s- spread out like this. They also need to handle it as, as funding scheme administrator when the calls come in, when the, when the proposals come in. So that's that. Um, they, of course, need to organize that. However... The the real source of the summer struggle is the fact that the Commission always chooses to have deadlines end August, start September, mid-September, end September-ish. So on the other side, right on the other side of the summer holiday for Southern Europe. and And many people... Have wondered over the years about this, and, and Georg, you mentioned to me that you 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 talked to a commission representative about this. Is that
3: correct? It was well. It was a very informal discussion with a couple of people, and um, well, you know, it's it's. I think it's a workload issue, obviously. You know, I mean, when when is the heaviest workload on the side of the administration? If they have a call, it's not pre-call pre-call they have to answer a couple questions online you know that then go on the officials faq the workload for the commission starts at 1701 on on the day of the deadline where they say how many people are really you know how many proposals got submitted how many are eligible how many um uh, how many um evaluators do i need and uh you know when are the evaluators available and that that whole workload starts after the proposal yep. now i may be you know paranoid here but <laughs> the assumption <laughs> <I don't. laughs> the the assumption would be that you know if if the deadline was end of june mm-hmm. then the staff at the commission have to work july and august yeah yeah now my experience when trying to contact people at the commission in August has been um not very fruitful <laughs> <laughs> no yeah and yeah. since the commission is not very staffed in August, it's easier for them to have the deadline late august early september yeah and that is uh and and that's
0: it that is exactly so it should be. So the first first point that I have to say about the commission and the deadlines and people being critical about it. I think many people are afraid of t- saying it. I think many I think many organisations they don't want to rattle the cage so the commission get a you know like there's some sort of idea that if you say something then you're not going to get funded or you're getting in bad standing with the commission. But actually I think for everybody that thinks like this you should you should put that uh, away because the commission actually uh, itself ask for feedback on what uh, what we are all critical about in relation to the framework programmes. They run long processes of feedback uh, on on how the FP7, FP6, Horizon 2020, how these programmes, how people found that things are working and they are changing things accordingly. They've really done a big work on this, so I we should not be afraid of addressing this specific issue um, on. Call deadline circle for this. It's it's important to say that this is also why I'm doing this. Well, first of all, I'm not writing proposals, so I cannot. I don't have to worry about this. But for everybody who's you guys on board here and everybody else, address it and and put it on the line because it is. It's obvious what you have just said, Georg. That is the issue. They do not want a big workload coming in uh, before the summer holiday. Full stop. It's that simple. They do not want for themselves to have that coming in, and they have the serving right. Eh? They are the ones that give the money away, so they decide. Uh, this is this is very simple but rough. They decide. They give the money. They decide how their working year is structured. So they don't want to get thousands and thousands and thousands of proposals in that needs to be processed in the summer. Full stop. It's like this. But yeah. it's my it's my opinion is that they could maybe adjust these things a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I mean, there's 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 two two things that I that I would uh, add here. Um, one thing is, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it always, but the European Commission is a service for the European population. Yes, the European citizen. It's a service organization. Yeah. Um, I know very few governmental agencies see themselves as a service-oriented um, <laughs> entity, but um, things are slowly changing. So, I mean, I think it's um, I think it's actually not in our interest um, not to give feedback. I think it's really important to do so because at the end of the day, um, any organization who says, "Well, nobody's complaining," I must be right. Yeah, exactly, and. To a certain degree, you can say, "Well, of course, you know, if nobody's complaining. Then, why, why change?" Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I think it's really important that um, there is constructive feedback on this issue, saying uh, we need to organize our our thoughts here and uh, and figure this out. Yeah. And and yeah. Uh, and so that would be from from a, you know what what's the power balance um, aspect. Of, and and the other thing is how many people are working on the calls on the commission side and how many people are working on the call on the uh, on the proposer side exactly and i dare say that's you know somewhere between 10 to 1 and 100 to 1 yeah. on the proposer side yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you know that's where democracy again would kick in and i would say look i'm sorry yeah i mean you can <laughs> yes minorities have a right uh, uh, yes minorities shouldn't be rolled over but at the end of the day um, in a democratic system, majorities make the rules.
0: Uh, uh, that's a, that's a third aspect, and it's actually it's actually kicking 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 the commission over its own shinbone, because the <laughs> European Commission is very worried about public health. It's very worried about mental sanity, so to say, mental health, public health, yeah. work-life li- work balance, uh, family life, all these uh, uh, cocktail speech, uh, right, about uh, mm-hmm. the, the the wealth person, the wealth being of us all and so on. And then they choose in the research department of that of, of, of the business, yeah, they choose to put deadlines uh, that cannot nothing but but at all destroy you right know, like disrupt fundamental uh, summer holidays and christmas holidays for thousands and thousands of people it's correct what i'm saying right yeah it's yep. it's there is a fundamental paradox of of what they want with these things uh, political uh, political goals of the commission and what who we are and then what you cannot put a deadline on the 3rd of january I saw that last year. They had a, their deadline on 3rd of January. How, how on earth is there a person sitting and deciding that date? I, I don't know what they have in there. I must. This makes me so angry. How can you put a Horizon Europe tough call structure, you know, strategic research call on the 3rd of of January? When you know that so many people will sit and be super stressed, to the that they, because it is tough to put resource intensive to put proposals together, that's the work. But dare you put it on the third of January? How do they dare? I get so angry. It's it's uh, I don't know what they have in their heads. Put it at least the fifteenth of January or the twenty third of January, so you have three weeks. It's uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, but the question is how many people that are right now making these decisions, like are they really making decisions or they're going as it was like in the past? Like, you know, like uh, I'm not, I'm thinking uh, if they are really thinking about this when they are setting up any kind of uh, deadlines, you know, and how many people that are right now making these deadlines were uh, preparing proposals during the summer or Christmas holidays, and are trying to change something inside. So I think that you know, uh, given the number of calls that uh, Horizon Europe uh, has, uh, one definitely should be about how European Commission is defining the calls, uh, including how uh, it is defining deadlines. Some kind of uh, communication is very much very much needed if European Commission wants uh, to set itself as a very inclusive uh, uh, institution that really thinks about work-life balance. Because if we are analyzing, like we in Institute, we are doing SSH and gender studies and minorities and everything. So if that is one of the important part of almost all calls, why shouldn't we use that kind of the analysis and, Try to analyze the processes that we are right now all uh, involved from one side or uh, on the other side.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's um, it, there are many paradoxes here. What I would actually uh, to talk about, to really talk about this in a proper way, you would you would need a, a, a representative or somebody who knows. Yeah. When, when things are decided, who decides them? Because we, uh, if you know a little bit about uh, the framework programs and the drafts that come out, the last thing, the last thing that they put—that's the deadlines. You get all details about, even call numbers, everything yeah. in there. But the last thing, the last, the the second last draft, and the last draft—one of the only things that are missing in the second last—that's the deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you rarely get where they are there, but that's that's the last thing they get. So you would there's some there is of course a place in each DG responsible for the the places where they're responsible. The program. I don't think the program committees are doing it because I've been a program committee member myself, and I do not remember us discussing deadlines. That's something that the commission does internally, uh, in the very end. And I would like to. I have reached out to the to commission uh, people of my contacts, um, and one of them said, "Being part of a podcast, not for this specific, that's in general, to join me for once in a while." And they, he declined, uh, regrettedly. He would like, but he knows that it's difficult to get on board stuff like this from commission representative because he has to fill in all kinds of forms and and so on on joining a podcast but another guy that I've been knowing for many years he said eh, but contact me after supper uh, so I will try to see if I can somehow squeeze squeeze him to, for an episode about because I'd like to know I'd like to understand what's going on and I, I and I'd like to understand the com- from the commission's point of view if if there's a uh if they actually have an, have a, <laughs> a reasonable explanation any, for this, yeah? Any kind uh,
2: of discussion.
0: Uh, or if it's something that is being discussed internally in commission, well, if they I are mean, actually discussing, oh, we cannot do this. Yes, we can. You know, you know, if there is a reflected discussion on when they put these deadlines. It would be nice to understand.
3: I mean, I think that one of the reasons why the deadlines come so late is that you know there's a minimum opening time of a call of whatever it is, three months. Um, and obviously, they want to have the, the, the deadline as early as possible. So until it's relatively final and they're sure that there's no more um, complaints, it's very difficult um, to estimate what time is the earliest publication date, which then also gives you the earliest deadline date so i think they're, the that's just simply the, the the way the program is structured i mean obviously what's interesting is that you know they seem to be hitting the same time slot again and again
0: we all, maybe i don't know if you remember i remember was it last summer last spring when the new horizon europe was coming out so they got on the self they cut under pressure themselves in the commission because they you could see that they wanted the deadlines as they normally have them in the summer. But uh, <laughs> because of the the, the shift from, from 2020 to Europe uh, from your the program, it, it, they didn't finalize the decision process enough. So the work program didn't come out in time soon enough to be justifiable. You know, it came so late that you could not say, okay, then you have a deadline in a month, you know, so they, they had to, there was a rumble last summer where they had to, um, move deadlines. The first deadlines were moved two to three weeks or something like this. Probably too, too, too much, <laughs> too much anger, <laughs> the commission itself. But it, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I submitted on those calls and, uh, they were supposed to be, I think, whatever, early September, late September, early October, um, and all of them were moved by two or three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> liked it. I liked it, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's that's a different discussion about when they move deadlines. That in a late stage when you are already finished. And yeah, no, let's not go into that because that's <laughs> that's a total different discussion. All right, so I'm just gonna put a note that I will try to get uh, get a commission representative. All right. Um yeah, let's move on. That was the source of the problem.
3: I mean, I think uh, w- one mm-hmm. more thing that, that we also have to consider is, you know, what, what happens after the uh, after the submission. So, there's, you know, there's the, the official eligibility check, then uh, the evaluation start, then the consensus meeting. And I think it gets tricky um, once you have deadlines that, you know, are in, uh, in late October, November-ish because then uh the consensus meetings basically fall into christmas and anything that you can hmm?
2: uh, for evaluators
3: no but the consensus uh, meeting is by the by the expert evaluators
0: but everybody needs a christmas holiday nobody can object to that so it's a, it's all a matter of how they plan the year in the commission how you move things around because you have the same working days
3: throughout yeah. the year you know it's it's uh, yeah I mean, obviously Christmas is a lot easier because yeah. at the end of the day, that's two weeks, you know, it's you know, around the 24th to around the 7th is when, when everyone is on vacation. So those are pretty much that's, you know, fi- 15 days, but July, August is, is a whole different ballgame. I mean, that's, you know, four times as long and to say, you know, every, everything's shutting down in July and August. I'm not sure that's a very realistic scenario. uh,
0: We will talk about it as we move on here because we are digging into some of these different issues. Then, so we will move on to the next block um, where it's much more qualified what we can say about this because that's what we've all been doing here in this three-person panel. The work itself and the work itself naturally so writing proposals that's that's a, that's uh a, that's an art um that takes years to learn and it has some 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 characteristics to do there's a lot of different layers of 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 and and of work that you need to go through and phases and so on, which I'm covering the timeline series that every every proposal writer knows, especially if you've done it a couple of times. But what it does over the summer is that those those processes uh, and steps are being disrupted. And how? <laughs> uh, because your timeline is is basically screwed up by 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 north south holiday uh, and partners from different parts they go and come and so on so it's it's very difficult so i've tried to dot down uh, a couple of things that uh, that that why why what is actually making the summer proposals challenging and it's based on on pre-talks that i had with the two of you combined with my own uh, experience so the first bullet that i put the lack of resources in your own team and the partners resources and here i qualified it a little bit that if especially if you're not experienced proposal writer you constantly run into uh, proposal elements that you would normally be able to work through with the back and forth from the partners and so on and with the resources and capacities that helps you with the things that you don't know so much about that is constantly being blocked or narrowed on how to do things so you simple and sometimes you even you know, simply struggle to understand some parts that and you cannot ask anybody um and maybe can you now maybe in relation to resources and own team, I will start with you, Georg. Um, you work for yourself. So the, the team part you can take out. But can you, the lack of resources from other partners when you write, how do you, when you write your processes, do you rely a lot on on content core partners in your proposal development? Or...
3: Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, you know, technology wise, I am always completely mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone. And at the end of the day, um, you know, a, a research project where you don't understand the technology, you can't really write. Yeah, so I'm always very strongly dependent on a couple key partners who basically are, are, are pushing or pulling, whatever you want to say. Um, and then there's, there's others Where you know if if there's not so much feedback, it's you know we we can find workarounds, um. But I I have this theory is a big word. I spend a lot of effort and time uh, when I'm preparing proposals on making sure that everybody on the Uh team has the same picture. It's basically like you know Uh if I have a blank puzzle, yeah. And I give everybody their piece and then start describing, yeah, I'll make mm-hmm. a landscape with a unicorn in the middle and you know where your piece is, you know, there's only five, six pieces or ten pieces, and and draw what you mm-hmm. think belongs into your field, mm-hmm. and then you put it together, it's just not gonna work. Yeah? But if you were to take that puzzle and then together with everybody else, draw a couple of lines with a pencil and then hand it out, then everybody can yep. draw their piece. And it'll fit together so there's a lot of effort in continuously you know going over again so what exactly do you mean when you say it's an autonomous robot what exactly um do you mean with this how how do you imagine that this interface works with that how is that exchange really going to happen and and for that process to work i need access to people constantly because you you start writing something, you start sketching something, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, you know, it won't fit into the box that we think it's going to fit in. I need to call the box designer and I need him on the phone now." And if he's sailing <laughs> in yeah. the Caribbean, it's just not going to happen. Um, how do you handle that? Panic usually no yeah well at, the, at, the, at the end of the day you know that the that's a, a nice plastic thing back to breathing <laughs> <laughs> i breathe into a brown paper bag until i yeah, yeah. <laughs> until i faint and then i when i wake up all good. Um, <laughs> no the, the, the main issue is, is uh is just making sure that that you have a lot of people there and that that you start early enough that that's, you know, that's always this, just start early enough, start early enough. It doesn't work. I mean, a lot of people end of June, all of a sudden realize, Hey, there's a call topic. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then you need whatever the Finnish border guard on board. Ah, well, Finland takes their vacation in July. Thank you. They'll be back in three weeks. They're in their red cabin in the sauna unavailable. Um, so at the end of the day, you just need to find workarounds and, uh, and try to ask as many other people who might know what's going on. But it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, usually what, what I try to do is with the core team, as soon as it's clear that, that we're going for a, for a certain topic, to have a physical meeting, really two days where we physically sit together and just um, go from lots of crazy ideas to a relatively precise picture of what we want to do, and it's uh, and I mean I obviously also wrote a lot of proposals uh, during Corona when it was all virtual, and I have to say, virtual is not um, on a, a real alternative. You can't beat physical meetings. Uh, half the team in a physical room is better than the entire team uh, on a video call.
0: I managed, but uh, and actually was fine with it. But there's something with the physical part. Um, we will dig a little bit. We will, but Ivana, yes, lack of resources and own team of partners. I know that this is something that you, uh, you, got you put you put the bullet or you you flag yeah. the bullet when we talk. So share with us your experience on this.
2: So, yeah, so usually, like, I can tell you a few stories and then everything will be pretty clear. So, internally, uh, we are pretty agile, uh, which means that usually, uh, even if it is summer, uh institute uh, is willing to support in a sense where if not this type of this specific researcher can do it we are going to find someone who is going to support it and to help us to understand what is needed and when it comes to for example talking to to proposal writers and when we need to prepare a, a work package for example or a methodology or anything that is related to to our specific part uh, we are usually the first that are going, that are submitting, sending, well, they set some deadline and we always feel like we need to meet the deadline and probably to provide information earlier. So what we are, uh, finding, uh, uh, as a problem is that, uh, I'm putting a pretty big pressure on my team to get everything that is needed and then we, we provide it, uh, After that, we realized that, first of all, half of the partners didn't provide what is needed. Uh, Usually, the most important partners that those that are framing the proposal are not providing uh, inputs. And uh, let's say after two, three, four weeks after they uh, get back from vacation, they understand that maybe they want to do some just a small tweak or to change a a, a task. So, uh, but we were counting on that task and on that vision. So we need to rewrite and to totally change our part in order to meet uh, what is needed. So that is problematic in one or uh, in in any time. But during the summer, it is pretty hard because people are usually on vacations uh, and uh, you cannot even get a feedback what is good, what is not good. So this is from... Uh, a part where we are just providing information and trying to meet internal deadlines uh, that we really feel that are important. However, not many partners understand. So that, that's that's one part. And the second part is when you are in the position, as I'm usually, to facilitate and to gather all information and all inputs. So uh, even if... Uh, uh, partners tell you that they are not on a vacation. They won't really respond to your emails promptly. You will wait for a few days. Uh, they somehow, it seems that they don't understand that we really need it at that moment because it is summer. So mm-hmm. let's wait when everyone are back to have a new meeting, etc. So that is definitely making me a lot of problem. Uh, I usually... Sometimes I'm panic, but usually I panic like the, at the deadline or day before deadline. Uh, what happens is that I uh, ask uh, everyone for a phone number and I literally start to spam people and to call and to send messages on WhatsApp to, to get information at least when and what we are going to get because sometimes we are left to swim or sink alone.
0: It frames it quite well. Both input and it, it it totally aligns with with the the what I have experienced. There are many many different layers here and because the episode would be very, very long if you have to dig into them all. It, uh, it, but, but they are just it's the content, it's if if for instance, exactly like you mentioned, if 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 they somebody a core partner wants to change a direction or a a specific work package profile into something different that is quite vital for work package before or after where they overlap and you cannot get in touch with the people that needs to have an opinion about that so how do you deal with that when you when you work on the proposal uh you it's it's almost an impossible task because you have to eventually you there are some things where you have to wait to people are back and then if you have the north south issue, which we will come to in a second, that the north has holiday in the beginning of summer and the south has in the late part of the summer. If there's a if the partners that you need to talk to, they come, they shift. So the ones that wanted to change and then you can finally check with people that are back, but then the, the they they cannot you cannot set up a meeting with the ones who suggested it in the first place. Because they are way, so you cannot, the, the whole calibration about aligning as it is in a normal project development process. That you go, you go and see, oh, this doesn't work, so you have to go back to point, uh, you start from A, B, C, at point C, you understand, how oh, you have to go back to point B and change some things so you can move on from C to D and so on. That process, is it's you cannot do that properly. Throughout the summer, because exactly of this, there's a partner of value chain. There's a group of people that are not there uh, on a shifting time. It's horrible. Uh, which is this is sort of moving into the second bullet that I put. Feedback is scarce, but it's that's actually what what this is what we just talked about talked about, right? So it's it's you the feedback you need that's what we just talked about the feedback you need is not there and but also from the people that are not on holiday it's like <laughs> I, I don't know if you experience the same thing that even even the ones that are actually working there seems to be a, a different flow <laughs> is it just me or i don't know uh,
2: i experienced that like everything is slower and uh I don't know like I that that's just my feeling but uh sometimes I feel that people really don't think that is a priority to do during the summer even though they're working so it depends obviously on a person and an institution like their strategy and how important it is to submit a proposal uh but sometimes you know like people that are uh, supporting the the writing and need to provide inputs are not really that much into it and when it is summer on top of it, they are even less uh, 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 active and willing to uh, to discuss. Um, for example, to schedule a meeting, uh, usually we we feel like that most of the people want to, to get meetings at the end of the summer, <laughs> which is one, two, three weeks <laughs> before we need to submit. And then on that meeting, we are going to discuss literally everything. So, and to uh, uh, change uh, elements that are already written. That is not the way how the proposal should be written. However, I I saw it many times and it's not like in one specific group, but different consortiums, different uh, uh, partners, different writers uh, are facing uh, uh, the the, the similar situation.
0: Yeah, and it's, uh, the thing is, because you have, two diff- this, you have two different partner categories. You have the ones that are totally not aware of the alarmists, so to say. They're not aware of the process, the whole process of p- preparing a proposal. and say, oh, it's summer. Oh, the deadline is in September. It's fine. Uh, it's okay. And then you have, because we have to give it, right? you also have, have partners that are aware of this issue. Uh, and it's good if you have a, uh, a hand, good handful, and especially if the lead partner is aware of and, and has a certain authority, so to say, that, that uh, if it's an important organization within the field, so to say, that is, has an authority towards the group, um, that helps. That actually has helped me a couple of times. Um, that you have the good partners on board that don't understand exactly. Uh, how challenging it is to do this over the Uh That can sort of of, of balance it uh, to make it less less uh, panicky, uh, but yeah, uh, it's this this feeling of ah, it's, it's treasures huh? Some it's treacherous. <laughs> the sub, for for the but, ah, it's in September. It's okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, I actually want to throw on a, a third aspect, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes universities. Are actually easier in summer because they don't have to deal with those annoying students yeah
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um, now depending when the term starts you know some uh, sometimes you know they have their first exams in uh, in uh, in September already or they're preparing curricula which when the university starts in October or whatever it is so then they'll drop out during the hottest phase if yeah. so they're there in August they're super responsive then September rolls around it's like oh, I have a meeting with the dean I have a meeting with them I have to do this yeah. I have to and teach
0: <laughs> you know they, they teach <laughs> they have that yeah. but in yeah, Austria the
3: teaching people. starts in October as far as I remember it's been a while um, but I think we had, we had we had September off
0: September it's not, not most most I've been working with they start in September but yep. all poor university people you know i guess sometimes i think it's that's uh, they are so squeezed with so many different different things The so p- people in the private private world think ah, oh, the civil servants yeah <laughs> the, the pressure that they have there for resources and pushes from all sides that's also why i wanted a university representative here but i couldn't get it. uh just to get that feeling because it's i know that they being a proposal writer from a university that you, at the same time you're a professor of and kind of further down the system at academic system and you at the same time you have to teach students phd students you have to go to do classes you have to correct assignments stuff like oh shit. go shoot
1: yeah, yourself. And, <laughs> I
3: mean and a lot of uh, a lot of them are doing this you know, uh, to ensure that they still have a job next year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're dependent yeah, yeah. Because on the Because it's a resource
0: grant. issue. So to be able to continue the research they do, or just to keep their seat, yes, then <laughs> they are forced, and so they don't because they don't have. Then they sit and do it in the evenings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have all. I have a lot of respect for, for for these people. Um. All right, let's have a talk about the the north south holiday issue. Because for for the listeners out there who have not done this a lot, or for for the 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 person sitting out there listening to this that considering ah should I should I lift the coordinating job, you need to be aware of this. <laughs> that uh, in Europe we we don't we don't have uh, it's not like su- summer summertime winter time alignment. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a summer holiday alignment throughout Europe. So basically, North Europe. And I think the line goes with uh, German southern border-ish, Austrian southern border. It's basically the north-south. So the Latin Europe, they all have holidays in August, literally the full month. Uh, And in the north, you would have holidays starting late June, throughout July, and then they're back in the end of July-ish. So what you're looking at here is a planning nightmare when you are doing a proposal. Um, and this is not something you can do anything about. This is just something that our listeners has to be, <laughs> be aware of if you're not. And then uh, for anyone who has been doing this a lot, it's just consolation saying we all tried it. <laughs> it's, and it's horrible. Because it's basically it's it's actually we already touched it a little bit. We're talking about the other bullets here, under the work. It, it, it's a um, I don't know. It's when you start the process. When I maybe we we share with the listeners what happened the first time we did this. Um, uh, and maybe I t- maybe I start the first time I did a a framework program proposal where I had had to sit and do it myself. It was a quite. It was a. Little, it's like you, Georg. <laughs> uh, but it was a little bit. I considered a little bit when you're a big company like PNO. I considered a little bit conservative, not very up to time to work with. But that when I started there the first time in 2015, uh, it was a business model of each consultant would sit with his or her own proposals and they would do everything from point. From from idea development with the call uh, client to budget and submitting and everything through, and I was sitting, and I was not aware of this summer holiday issue, and it was a technology area that I was extremely uncomfortable with. So I was very reliant on on the core partners. It was ICT security <clears throat> in airports and stuff like this. Um, and they were so kind. Oh, they were so kind. The co-partners. It was Luxembourg. Uh, it was a uh, oh, big uh, lux. Oh, it was a university in Luxembourg, science, technology, and innovation. Very nice research organization. And then the University of Oulu in in Finland. They were there with me uh, in the summer because they they Luxembourg has the same holiday uh line as as finland so those that helped me a lot but we had italian partners we had spanish partners madrid the city of madrid first um and i just hit me Uh, when i had to sit and do these complicated things i would have died if if the if if the luxembourg and finnish partner were not there together with me it would have been a horror and it was a horror already uh, so at least them, because they had the core knowledge in, uh, of, of the technology and so on, we could sort of ride our way out of the of the demonstration side of Madrid, uh, and the parts of the Italian partners and so on. We could ride ourselves a little bit around it and then we could put in the input from them when they were back. But my, uh, it's uh, yeah it, 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 and when you realize it as you go, you have a planning. And yeah, I was a green proposal developer. I had been doing, working as an NCP and program committee, but not writing proposals. But sitting there in that in that hot spot, and then it suddenly dawned on you. But wait a minute. I cannot get that input. What do I do? It's a nightmare. No. Ivana, how was your first proposal?
2: Oh, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. Uh, no, uh, first, <laughs> I remember, uh, it was not the first time, but the second, second summer, or the first summer, I forgot. But um, I remember that we were preparing a proposal uh, for uh, end of August, I think. And I remember that we were on a call uh, during uh, May and then like mid-June. And I felt like everything is perfect like everything is in line, we are doing everything great. And after that call, I had a call with my friend who is also, uh, uh, who was also, uh, uh, who by the way, uh, onboarded me to, to, uh, uh, to these calls. So to say hello to Sobja. And I had a call with him after that. And he was like, we are going to fail. Like, this is the end. Like, we, we won't make it. Like, we should stop with this proposal. And I didn't understand why he's saying that because it was like we have two and a half months or two months more and he told me no 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 you see like we are missing like three partners at this stage we are missing this this and that we won't get it from uh uh, uh, get it on time and we can try but we won't be able to submit because i think it was like 20th of august or something like that it was a deadline And I remember that moment where I literally thought that everything is perfect. And then the next second that we are not going to work anymore on that proposal. Uh, So uh, I I learned a lot uh, uh, from it. Uh, And then uh, we were preparing uh, some other proposal where I was involved a lot uh, with writing and also with facilitating and yeah, that that's the moment when I realized that uh, part of the Europe is going uh, in end of June, uh, start of July on vacations because I I didn't have that in mind in Serbia. Uh, I think that you will have almost everyone here until fifteenth of July, mm-hmm. and usually about first of August you won't have people available. But uh, and I. Th- also uh had uh, an experience only from from Serbia where uh usually people are like up to two weeks on holidays during the summer and you can get them before or after that mm-hmm. so uh that is uh, uh that was the problem when uh, I started I sent an email and I realized that I'm getting uh, uh, back uh, automatic uh, reply saying uh we are on a vacation we'll be back in let's say four weeks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah and that that was really tough uh so we at the end we we uh, uh, were able to to submit a proposal but that was uh, uh, very tough to, to to get and to understand
0: right. Thank you York. your first time
3: i to be honest, do you remember I, it i don't remember the first time that uh, that happened to me um
0: but do you remember? Do you remember um, in your early years as a proposed developer where where you did uh, did propose where you didn't realize until too late?
3: Well, I had something worse. <laughs> Everything it was. I mean, it was, it was a January tenth deadline. I remember that.
0: Uh, oh, how do they dare – Oh, it makes me angry every time. January
3: tenth <laughs> deadline. Um, and on the 20th of december one of the key partners from a large research center in the netherlands called me and said yeah he's really sorry he he was just at the at the at the whatever some meeting and another um, department uh, is also on that call and the other department signed a non-competition clause and he has to leave the project effective immediately and by the way i should send it to him before i submit to make sure you know i removed everything that he wrote oh. and i was like look i mean i can't <laughs> you're out okay i get it i can't give you editing rights and send you stuff when i know that your organization is a competing call. but we will delete everything that you did and uh, and take it from there and then I needed to replace that partner on the 20th of December. And that's when you really, you, you just call your good friends and say, look, I mean, I know what I'm asking, but I need an email that says that you're in. I need, you know, your your standard uh, uh, participant description sheet. I'm going to invent stuff that you can do. And we'll try to get it across the line, and then figure it out during contract negotiations. <laughs> and the only thing, oh. you know, why this is not a nightmare experience is because we got the we got the grant, and the oh. other team didn't.
2: Oh, crooked yeah. <laughs> So he, so so that guy
3: left the winning team um, on the twentieth of December, and you know basically hung us out to dry. Um, and we fixed it. That's the best feeling. But that was. It was. I mean, it, it sounds stupid, but it was pre kids, you know. And pre kids, you can work, you can work through everything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. So the twenty fourth, I spent with my parents, and the twenty fifth, I was in the office. Yuppie-doo. it's just Shh. another day. Yeah. yeah. Um, when when. It doesn't make that much of a difference, yeah. Uh, um but now you know if this happened now i'd say okay guys shows over i mean <laughs> i'm going to go on the 20th, 23rd whatever that you know whatever weekday it is i'm off and i'm not available for a week at least you know what this it's
0: actually it's actually podcast episodes material it's just episodes on 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 re putting something back to life constantly i tried it so many times you constantly give uh, a case of life to the project oh no heart uh, heart massage uh, <laughs> you know it, <laughs> just again oh shit get the defibrator. you know <laughs> the <laughs> uh, yeah, it, coordinator it jumping like out coordinator really jumps out uh, Oh partners that don't want to finally commit uh, and then they jump and you yeah know, <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: yeah oh, but you you never have to yeah and all, there there's chaos and and destruction everywhere, but there's also you know these these beams of hope, you know really where, where you call a random guy that you you know I was looking for it was a radar manufacturer, European defense radar manufacturer. And I, I literally went onto LinkedIn and, and and you know and Google and and then found a guy <laughs> That's what you do. called the yeah, company yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, the front desk <laughs> and said I need to talk to Frank. Yeah. And Frank <laughs> took the call <laughs> and I said I know you've been in projects because I found your pick number. This is what we want to do you know. Yeah. And Frank said what do I have to do? And I was like, I need these start talking <laughs> from you. I need you to read this. I need to give feedback on page 5, 7, and 13. Yeah. And you'll get a million euros. And he's then like, you yeah, Frank. sounds like a deal. <laughs> 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 but uh, I hear you. And
0: I've been in the, I've done similar processes, <laughs> definitely. Because what happens is, and everybody... Everybody who's been writing proposals more than just once uh, have been through these kind of of, of crazy, crazy uh, incidents where you just you, you just you reach out for nothing, yes. and you manage somehow you kind of uh, the airplane just put gaffer tape like this and it flies, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's even fun to die. It's uh, and, and and it's like your nerves. Uh, the anxiety goes through the roof like this and you uh <laughs> <laughs> oh we're laughing but it's actually not funny. it's its definitely not funny when you're doing it. it it feels like your heart is just sitting in your throat yeah
3: uh, it's great when you do. get the project across the line and then you know you submit it you get a good report you may even get funded then you're happy uh but you know when those projects don't make it, and and you have this feeling that you know it, it fell apart because of one stupid yeah, 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 yeah. coincidence. That's yeah. when it's painful. Yeah. And you know that I mean the the, the whole process is so um, rigged isn't the right word, but you know so the 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 the. the, the success rates at least on a a theoretical level are pretty low so anything that throws sand into your gears really uh, takes out a lot of momentum out of something that you know has to be polished down to the and yeah so it's these things that are painful and double double painful obviously if it's summer and because, the, you know, the, the problem is, okay, so I, so I Googled and Facebook and LinkedIn and I found Frank, but Frank is on. Frank, he's kicking it. Uh, he's kicking it on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> then it doesn't matter how good your, your you know, impromptu research reach out is. Um, unless he's somebody from your network where you have a mobile number and and you can call and say, look who could please call the office and tell them to give me what I need um because I mean at bigger organizations there's always a fallback I mean that that is the one thing that, that you that you have to give it you know if Frank isn't there then maybe Bob or Janet is and then they can help you out okay. and a lot of times you know if, if you if you get an uh, if an organization is interested and the person who's interested, is important enough, you know, whatever that means, um, then they will find somebody in the organization uh, to keep going. And there's very few organizations that literally shut down. I know in in Italy, that's the case around the 15th of August, Ferragosta, factories close down. So it's really, it's, you know, the only thing that's running seems to be gas stations and hospitals and there I wouldn't be so sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in, in most other organizations, it's not the case that everybody's gone. I'm not sure about the commission. <laughs>
0: uh, but it's what you, the problem that you always run into, you, some the, the even if they have a certain size, the departments that work with the, that has the decision mandate and that knows of EU projects, uh, EU proposals yeah. like this, if they should join or not, it's not like, it's not a Vibrating department of fifty people, you know, it's no. a small team. Um, that uh, yeah, and they normally go together. So yeah, it's, and normally it's if it's companies, it would be the head of R and D. or yeah, but if
3: they, if they, they focus if on you many other things, the head things of R and D on, you know, to to reply to one email or to read one of the emails, and he thinks he or she thinks it's interesting and interesting enough, then they will find somebody. Uh, back in the office to at least get the basics started. Yeah,
0: oh, that was a long way around the north south haldation. We took some uh, some detours, mm-hmm. but I think it's very important what we do here to give people paint the picture of what it feels like, and also we have small anecdotes. Also, are good to paint the picture. Um, now, my last bullet that I put in this block about the work itself, it's um, it's the content part but we we it's it has been impossible to talk about what we've been through without talking content so the actual what you put into the proposal but I, so what I put here uh, in the rundown is that the proposal process if you start in June then you're in troubles. Uh, it's uh, you you need to and I guess that's also we talk, if we need to talk about a little bit about solutions uh, we have a block called solutions a little later but it's it's obvious that that there's a lot of planning in this but it indeed if you start in june which was what happened the first one that i just described i started my work the first of june and yeah, you can imagine the rest there it's mm. uh, before you start a work you get into it a couple of weeks and then suddenly there's a proposal on your table from my manager and then it's mid-june in june uh, um so that's that's an issue then you have um then if you look at the sections that you and I touched a little bit about, upon, we all touched a little bit upon it, but there's simply some sections that you won't be able to write or gather before September. Mm. Um, and that's related to the catch-up effect that I put on the last uh, semi uh, under bullet here. Since everybody, since you have people away in July and you have people away in August, so when they come back, everybody's back, then suddenly everything happens to be, everything has to be on the same time. Suddenly, you have meetings uh, uh, them the your outlook calendar is like it looks like a, uh, <laughs> a tetris game you know it's uh, and they even overlap uh, it's, tetris. It's, it's it's and my my wife almost got a heart attack when she saw one of my calendars through one of these processes what is that your calendar that's what it looks like my dear <laughs> um it, it's, it's um, because everything had, then ev- uh, everybody's, ah, oh, so now we're back. So uh, now we can, uh- oh, you wanted us. You you wanted to have a talk about this. Yeah, but I wanted
3: to talk into- about 1,000 1, things <laughs> no, <laughs> that but, we need to but talk it's about. It's even better when they come back and say, okay, I have feedback on task 7.2, 8.3. We're not going to do this task. We want this task. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out if we don't get to do this. And by oh, the way, double my it. budget, please.
0: That is the. This is minimum what we can do with the
3: budget. Otherwise, you can say Wait, goodbye. Yeah, and then you have to deal with that. Oh. Um, yeah, but I, I, so it, that, it goes back to something you said at the beginning. Um, the key part to a good proposal is a really strong lead who's willing to say, "Look, this is just not going to work this time." And if you're out, you're out. That's your choice. We'll replace you. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have a very small role, you know, whatever it is, you know.
0: We did, we decide what you do if you don't. Yeah. Give
3: input. Stuff like this Uh, where you say, okay, well. And uh, it's, it's and, and then, you know, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's an, it's an agglomeration of, of skill sets that make a good proposal, but a good lead understands at least the basics of everything what's going in yeah and uh, and even if if you can't get um feedback from from a certain team then you can at least you know especially if it's you know a, a larger research organization then they can ask somebody in in one of their organizations like hey does this make sense if we write this do you think that's something that's possible with the tech that's around because at the end of the day You know, none of these projects are standalone, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason why some companies have, you know, a gold club card and have 800 running proposals in in Horizon 2020. And if you... So they they know their partners. They know the, the abilities and the skill sets that are coming in. They know what they did last time. They can pretty much guesstimate what's you know what we can expect coming out of it. And yeah. and I think, you know, there's the <laughs> stupid sentence, you know, there's no substitute for experience. Yeah. There's no shortcuts. It's you you have to fall on your face. And if you don't, then you will just fall on your face harder <laughs> later.
0: <laughs> Hot scratches on your nose and your forehead. Yeah. But, um now i wanted to say something about how so this if you have the 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 coordinator or lead partner or the co-group where you have people that has done this that are experienced proposal partners or coordinators it's just making everything so much more easy uh That that you have the the they know exactly what you're going through. They know exactly what the work means to do. Um, Also putting pressure on you because that well, if you're a private consultant, it's a client. But also if it's like this being coordinating the proposal process. But at least you know they have your back. Uh, You know that they uh, understand what exactly as you just said. Yeah, pushing the other partners, pushing the. All the the lazy ones say now it's time to it's crunching time if you don't step up then sorry then you're giving you're having a budget of, of 500 euros years and you don't even want to lift your, your fingers to write us a decent uh, uh work package description uh, on a page uh, how much worth are those five five hundred thousand euros? you know this kind of of pushing squeezing a little bit so come on guys it's now it's uh, such a huge importance but ivana the proposals you have been writing, can you recognize the same thing, strong versus weak coordinating or lead partners to to help the process of the work itself? Yeah,
2: yes. Uh, But before that, uh, one one important deadline that we didn't mention, and I think it is very important, uh, and it's related to everything, is uh, the moment when uh European Commission made uh, a special uh uh group of calls uh for covid ah yeah and yeah <laughs> and they put <laughs> a us, special call yeah there. yeah i i don't know how to call them i remember they were uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they 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 were just you know announced because the European Commission wanted to be agile and uh-huh. they really appreciate that. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. they are agile on their side <laughs> more mm-hmm. than on our side. But deadline was three weeks. Yeah. So uh, I was there. I was writing that uh, uh, call uh, proposal. We didn't get it, but we lost it for like half percent. We had pretty good Marks. I didn't even know that we are going to get a really that good. But that was the moment when I realized that experience is very important, and that you need to know how to plan, uh, uh, how to plan the process, and how important it is to have someone uh, who is really going to say no uh, or to say yes. What happened at that moment was that everyone, literally everyone, wanted to double their budget to inflate their budget. And, you know, everything was pretty much a mess. We, at the end, uh, fixed it, and it was, it was very good. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, I can really relate a lot with having a good and a, 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 a proposal writer. It doesn't need to be a coordinator. Sometimes a coordinator is a proposal writer, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. So I really have a lot of experience with different type of of writers. And I really appreciate much more those who come to me, for example, and tell me, okay, we need this type of the analysis. These are our partners. uh, Or do you want to become part of us? And that are having a meeting before they even take us into the consortium. So Not because I know that then that is the same process for everyone, where they have some kind of the interview and they have a pretty in-depth check and understanding that they can use your knowledge and they they can uh, that you are going to 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 provide everything that is needed. So uh, when I see that kind of the onboarding, I'm pretty sure that those people know how to write and to coordinate writing part. When I see that, you know, like uh, three days before the deadline, one third of partners are on boarded, then that is pretty much uh, a big problem, uh, usually because I'm a person who is uh, facilitating the CTI and part day. So, uh, I'm the one who has to, to uh, fill all the forms and to make sure that we are going to uh make a good budget and a good part day so uh we can we can pass that part
0: that's a that's a story in itself
2: yeah this, you know,
0: when you run through a horrible summer process and then when you're actually uh, through to the goal line then people start to do these kind of things it's um uh, there's there's a lot of ignorance out there on behalf of what it actually is to do if everybody should be forced to do it themselves <laughs> try Minimum, these partners that's, that that are not really understanding what it is like, they should try just once. Give them the chance to 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 deal with this kind of bullshit themselves. <laughs> uh, I think um, in the frame of this this episode uh, context, I think we covered it quite well because we can talk forever about uh, these things. But then we move a little bit away from from uh, from from what we're going to talk about now. So. Now we're going to have a talk about the consequences um and what this is the whole motivation for the for the episode you probably seen my uh my banner mm-hmm. to to <laughs> to to follow so when i restart with the one with just because we've all been there the one just lies with the head in front of the computer <laughs> and thinking about the one on the beach on the bike This is not just about being on the beach. This became a A long
1: talk that I had with Ivana and Georg, so I'm here fading out uh, and dividing the episode into two parts. The second part you will have immediate access to. This is just to make it a little more accessible, because it's more than two hours that we talk together. You can jump directly to part
0: two. Thanks for listening. I have created a website for this initiative. Check it out at thegrand.eu. Go and subscribe to this podcast and browse around to check out how the initiative is unfolding. When you subscribe, you will get access to The Grand LinkedIn Group, which is where the interaction is going on between you, dear listeners, and me. Thanks for listening to the end and looking so very much forward to build this up for you get the grant the grant you have been listening to the grant the EU funding podcast